Welcome to the 167 Podcast, a podcast to inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Our goal is to help you live into the 167 hours of your week away from church. And now your host, Shannon Patterson. Hey, Porch Community. Welcome to episode 120 of the 167 Podcast. I'm Shannon Patterson, the lead pastor here at the Porch Community Church. And I have two of my friends here in the studio today, our friend Josh Harrell, our media pastor, and Kristen Bembry, who is our student and kids pastor and does a whole lot of other things as well. A little bit different intro today because we're talking about a very serious subject and it's a very fresh subject for one of us. Um, Today we're talking about grief and we're talking about the loss of loved ones. And uh, our very good friend Josh, um, his father passed away uh, this past very early Sunday morning. And um, this is something we've, I've wanted to talk about for a while as far as dealing with ailing uh, parents, uh, as, as an adult having parents that mm-hmm. are sick. Um, and then, um, you know, most often the case, ultimately you end up losing a parent. We, the three of us, are in a club that we don't want to be in, but we know inevitably that usually happens, and that is uh, we have all lost um, a parent. So we're going to talk about grief today, and of course we're going to have different perspectives, um, uh, different relationships, and different, you know, and in, in how we were, you know, lost our parents in time frame and, and things like that. So, um, but Josh, Kristen, um, glad you're here. Josh, you know, of course this isn't a live show, so we're making the attempt, and we were like, if we can't finish it, we can't finish it. But, um, I know that many, many, many of the people that are listening to this episode have lost a loved one, and I and I my prayer is that this will be um, a, a healing blessing. But but more than anything, I hope that you'll listener will know that um, you're not alone. So um, there's other people along on this journey with you. So um, yeah, I'm trying to figure out you know where exactly we want to start. Um, this morning, I guess maybe, um, I lost my mom, uh, seven years ago. Uh, she passed away very suddenly. Um, she went in the best of health. She was in her early seventies, uh, or 71, I think. Um, she was not in the best of health. She passed away in November. Um, and I know that that coming up Christmas, like my sister and I had talked and we were going to kind of just get together when I went back out to Oklahoma and, um, and just talk about like how she's doing and, and things like that. Um, so we knew that she was anyway. So it was, for me, it was a very sudden loss. Um, but, uh, you know, living distantly, uh, and we didn't have the best relationship growing up, but I felt like as an adult Shannon, um, I was a, I was a better daughter (laughs) than, um, teenage Shannon was, um, and so that's kind of the, not kind of, that is the perspective from which I, I'm dealing with or, you know, looking at, you know, losing a parent. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very sudden, but we were on um, good terms, um, but distant because we lived far away. Not distant emotionally, but, um, and I think, you know, number one uh, regret was I just didn't uh, stay in touch as much. You know, so Kristen, how about you? Yeah, um, my dad passed away in November of 2018, so it's been four and a half years. It was very sudden. It was the day after Thanksgiving. I got a call from my sister saying that he'd had a massive heart attack in the car, um, had a car accident as a result of that. So it was very traumatic in the moment. It was even made even more traumatic because of our relationship. My dad had some issues that um, he just didn't seek help for mental health issues, things like that. Mm. And um, so our relationship was rocky on the best day and not amenable at all on the worst day. Um, So not only did I have to go through the grief of a sudden death, a traumatic death of a parent, I had to deal with all of the emotional baggage that comes from living with a parent who had narcissistic personality disorder. Mm. And, um, you know, all of the things that come with living in a household like that and then navigating um, our relationship as an adult, as an adult with kids and grandkids. And it's just, mm-hmm. it w- it just added a an lot. extra layer of grief to it mm. um, during the whole process. Yeah. Yeah. Josh, you want to share about 
um, your dad, Gary, oh, and yeah, so as like, you drink your two liter Coca Cola that you've got here in your hand. <laughs> yeah, that whole health thing is kind of out for a little bit. You need sometimes. some caffeine. You my do friend. what you got to do. Yeah. <laughs> you do what you got to do sometimes. Um, but like Shannon said, he passed away early uh, Sunday morning. It was about one o'clock, um, and it wasn't. It wasn't like either of you. It wasn't a sudden thing. Mm-hmm. Um, he was diagnosed with uh, stage four. I don't want to say it because I'll probably say a word that sounds dirty, but he basically <laughs> had stage four esophagus cancer. Okay. Because um, it's like geal and stuff like that. Esophageal? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he had stage four esophageal cancer. And uh, on a Wednesday morning or Wednesday, he told me, he called, he called me and said, call me when you get home. <laughs> which is a dad thing to Such do, right? Such a dad right? thing to do. Yeah, which I was actually standing by Kristen. Yep. And I said, my dad's going to tell me he has cancer. He did. He no absolutely way. did say that. And my, wow. da- my dad is, up until my daughters were born, was mm-hmm. a lifelong smoker. So mm-hmm. I'd always prepared myself for yep. lung cancer, mouth cancer, yep. throat mm-hmm. cancer. Like, yep. it's going to... I wasn't prepared for it's too late cancer. Mm. And so that was tough. So what um, I struggled with was um, mourning dad before he was gone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And and y'all saw that it weighed really heavy on me Mm -hmm. for, Mm -hmm. I mean, basically from January 11th till... We're talking mm-hmm. about it right now. And I know even in some of, uh, and maybe more more um, sensitive or aware listeners, you know, when we always say, hey, how's it going? You know, you've alluded, very, I mean, I'm just aware of it, but you've alluded to like, you know, things are going as good as they can be, you yeah, know. I, yeah. And because you're honest, you're not going to be like, they're going great, Shannon. Yeah. Like, but at the same time, you weren't really in a place where you wanted to talk about it. So, right. um so, yes, it's definitely, I mean, that's even kind of, you know, snuck out just in mm-hmm. your conversation, which, but yes, for those of us that have, that work alongside you and see you, uh, yeah, it's definitely mm-hmm. weighed on you. And, uh, so, you know, he, he's started chemo basically immediately. And, mm-hmm. and if you're in the medical field, there was a chemo shortage on the specific kind of chemo he was on. <sighs> and I can't do the math in my head because mm-hmm. that's why I, learn media um <laughs> but two months later he's gone mm, yeah. yeah and but what i am thankful for is that he got to see almost everybody he would want to see mm-hmm. on saturday and he was there the entire time right right mm-hmm. mentally and everything yeah. he was able to and that's a blessing yeah that is a blessing and i know that uh, I, I say that I do not say that lightly. I no. really don't because you know how unfortunately when tragedy happens, when death occurs, when things happen, often as Christians we can and I think we even talked about this on a podcast a while back, is like we can say things and they can seem so flippant mm-hmm. or uh almost dismissive of pain and things like that. And I don't so I don't I know you know that I don't mean that, but it is a blessing to have it, but it does come with its own set of of special mm-hmm. grieving yeah. that I don't have with my mom. Um, so it's like it's it really is this mixture of blessing and grief and love. And the reason we grieve is because we love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I, you know, I think that kind of grief is because we love. Um. But then there's there, there's the grief of what could have been. Um, you yep. know, Kristen, mm-hmm. which I think that is something that's, you know, not, I don't want to put words in your no, mouth, but absolutely. Like, was there more that could have been done to repair a relationship or mm-hmm. was that fractured? You know, what did that look like moving forward? And mm-hmm. there's just a lot I of mean, unknown of unknowns that you can't, you can't, I can't play that game. Cause if I play that game, I'll go and do a very dark place, but yeah. you know, where I just kind of had to come to an acceptance of it was what it was he was sick Mm -hmm. and you know, I, I I wouldn't be mad at my father for dying of cancer because 
it, it's a disease and I had mm-hmm. to stop and get to a point where I saw mental illness as a disease mm. and that's just where we were our relationship was what it was and I had to be okay with that yeah 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 and that's the thing like with with grief um you know Josh one of the things you said and, and this <laughs> but just the fact that he was able to talk to your girls mm-hmm. and like just the legacy the the importance of uh you know Mallory was four when my mom passed away uh, my dad's still living um so she has that relationship and of course she has Drew's parents um but um she doesn't really remember her grandmother mm-hmm. and um you know and she wasn't close by you know but like even some of the pictures you've shared recently Josh on on Facebook, Facebook and stuff yeah. mm-hmm. Just, you know, to see your father's love for the for the girls, which, mm-hmm. you know, grandparent love yeah. is different than parent love because, um, you know, I'm sure. And, and then you talk about father son relationship mm-hmm. versus mm-hmm. grandfather granddaughter relationship. You know, you yeah. probably saw a whole side of your dad in how he loved the girls that you probably didn't even witness because just because you're a dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, OK, so. Me and my sister are 13 years apart, mm-hmm. and so I was closer to age with my nephews than I was my sister. Sure. Mm-hmm. And when my nephews would come to town, it was like, why is he doing all this nice stuff for them? <laughs> he's telling me to do chores. And he- <laughs> yeah. So he's he's always been like, he he had, he has six grandkids and one great-grandkid, mm-hmm. and he loves his grandkids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And y'all touched on y'all's relationships. Um, Mine with my dad was generally very good. But when we had a disagreement, it was a knockout drag out. Are are y'all similar uh, people in how you deal with stuff? I've been called Gary 15 times (laughs) in the past two days. (laughs) So, yeah. Um, We're we're very similar, so we butt heads about the same things, and and neither of us back down. You know my my um my theory on that is that butt heads tend to butt heads. Yeah. Is that how that works? You should put that on a t-shirt. I should. I should. I should put that. <laughs> that on should a be a sermon series. I would love that graphic. <laughs> butt heads tend to butt heads. We but, could bring the lights back that made a look like we had butts, butts on our faces. <laughs> Light butts. But um. I'm glad that we can laugh in the middle of heavy conversation yeah. like this. But uh, so, but when those moments of like big tiffs would happen, we'd give each other our space, and then we do like any good hair old man does, mm-hmm. and never talk about it again. <laughs> we'll just stuff that away in a box Tuck and just so bury it down deep. There is a lot of stuff that probably isn't resolved and never will be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of the way it was. It was. Like, 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 would it have ever been? It, it right. never, like, right. if he had 20 more years, it still never would have been resolved. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know for a fact that neither of us were going to push to have anything resolved mm-hmm. because we didn't see it as necessary. Well, there you go. And that in itself is a resolution. Yeah. Yeah. Like, is this actually so important that it's got to be yeah. uncovered mm-hmm. and brought yeah. back so, up or no? So we'd just be mad at each other and then... And then we, the next time we saw each other, it would never be discussed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's just kind of how it was. Yeah. And I think there's a natural, I, I, I think it would be natural um, for, for the, I mean, I don't know, I definitely doing air quotes on this one. In the best of circumstances, when you lose a loved one, for, there's still going to be regret on the side of those who are, who are still here. I'm going, what, you know, the what ifs and the could I haves and could they haves and, and those kinds of things. And they could be on little stuff. I mean, little Mm -hmm. things. Um, but, um, I think all in all for us, and one of the reasons that, that we're having this conversation is, you know, how do we process, um, or how can we process, um, losing someone we love and we are talking about the loss of parents um, but that's not all I mean we have people in in our in our community in our church that have lost a spouse I mean I know I mean I'm just thinking of several handful recently who've lost a spouse in the last year or two um, 
and even a further back. And then, you know, the heartache, which is a whole new level of grief of, of parents that have lost children. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, so it's not just about losing parents, but how do we process the grief and where is, where is God in the grief? Um, and I think that is something, um, Josh, if you're able to shine some, some, this would be very fresh light on how's your, you know, in, in thinking of the bigger picture, Yeah. you know, um, the eternal picture, you know, how, have you had those conversations with, with God in the last few days, in the last, since you've got the, well, your dad gave you the news, you know? So I don't know if you did this intentionally, but three of the Romans eight no, messages <laughs> sounded like they were directed at me. Yeah, get in line, sir, because there were several people that said that. So, but um, no. Uh, one thing you said, and I I might not remember the words forever, but I won't forget how it made me feel. Is um, you have to get to a point where you you can trust God well enough to go, I don't know what you want to happen and I'm okay with it. Mm. Mm-hmm. And with his um, diagnosis, I was not there. Mm-hmm. Like, because he was filling out the paperwork to retire the week, mm-hmm. he, the week he found out, you know? Wow. Yeah. Like, he just switched insurances to, like, Medicare. Like, he was setting everything up to have mm-hmm. a peaceful transition into retirement. And that week he found out he had terminal cancer and mm. it was like that, that, you know, and he's like, I I'm, feel like I'm being robbed my retirement. Mm. Like I'm being robbed the time I'd worked for. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then me being someone that grew up in church and, and all that kind yeah. of stuff, you go, well, you know, you never promised tomorrow. And yeah. you go, yeah, so what? Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see how hard I can hit you in the face. Yeah, like, because you, you, <laughs> you, try, to, says that to you. you try to think of something that goes, well, of course not, because you're not special, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You're not being robbed. Mm-hmm. You were never, but yeah, I don't care. Yeah, yeah, right. And, and that's where I was for a really long time. Like, mm-hmm. do I trust God? I don't care mm. right now. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Yeah. Right now I'm losing my daddy. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what I care about. Yeah. And, <clears throat> you know, like you can find comfort in God and, and like you can, and like come to God with all your troubles and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I was like, mm-hmm. I know all those things. Mm-hmm. None of it's making me feel better. <laughs> and I think that's a very good point because... Trust and faith are not so directly connected to, oh, are you going to feel better? Unfortunately, we live in a what's going to make me feel better world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and if faith doesn't make you feel better in a moment, then that shouldn't shatter our faith. Yeah. And, um, and it didn't shatter. It correct. just I was like, I, I don't feel like I want to, like, I don't want to involve my faith right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but I will tell you, there was a moment that flipped the script for me. Okay. And it happened yesterday. Mm. Mm. Okay. Um, I was talking to Adeline and she said she's really sad about Papa. Oh. And this is what she said Adeline is how old? Five. Yep. Oh my goodness. Okay. Just turned five. Yep. She said, I hate that I have to wait so long to see Papa again. <laughs> oh. Oh, the wisdom of children. It's not that she said she. Never. Never see Papa again. Mm-hmm. So she had to wait to see Papa again. And then I was like, oh, that's yep. where the faith comes in. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. It's, it not, that, it's not that he's gone. Yeah. He's just not here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And God didn't want him to suffer mm. a really long time. Yeah. 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 And I think that's, you know, from... From the perspective where I've, you know, I've sat with you and Kristen has with you, you know, these last couple months, um, 
and I don't, I do not want to put words in your mouth at all. So you can call me in on this and be like, nope, that's not true. But how has the faith of those around you held you up or has it held you up when you were in that state of, I can't really, I can't really engage in, in these deep theological things right now. I'm just getting one foot in front of the other. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, I mean, I haven't made it basically since it started. I haven't made it through a staff meeting without crying. (laughs) Um, But I would say if um, being a part of a faith family wasn't Mm. so integral to Mm. my life, Mm -hmm. my wife's life and my kid's life, Mm It would have been real easy to just walk away. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And that's when and, you And not give up on the like not give up on Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like not just I don't want it right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which in which is a very, very honest response that I think a lot of people would be like, oh, how how dare how did, you right. say that? How dare you say that? Um but I think it's, we, I mean, I don't know what goes on like physiologically, not much less psychologically, emotionally, but then you add in the spiritual element to this. It's like what goes on in our, in our minds, in our body, in our spirit that if, if we can't handle something like we, we don't like, I mean, I don't, this is a, maybe a horrible example, but like, I know when I get really 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 upset or anxious one of the things i do is i sleep and i know Mm -hmm. some people can't i mean now i also can have times of insomnia but like and that is a physical response to i can't so in some ways that's like a spiritual response Mm -hmm. of i can't engage in this Mm -hmm. like my mind can't do this like i don't it's it might be too much i don't know if that makes any sense and i don't know if that's really tracking with what you were saying but you know, I just think sometimes it's okay to not be okay. Yeah. And the reason I asked about how others is, you know, y'all know me. I'm going to talk about the body of Christ and the importance of community, but it's real. Mm-hmm. Like, for people to pick us up when we are so weak. Yeah. For other people to have strength. And maybe the strength is not even that they're doing anything other than I'm here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting here with you. Yep. Um, you know, praying, mm-hmm. praying with yeah. one another, I think is really important, you know, in that regard. So, yeah. yeah. Kristen, you have any insights you want to drop in here? Oh, gosh. I have so many thoughts, and I don't know that any of them are meant for words. Like, I don't know if I can process all of what. Um, I do know, like, when my dad passed away, I completely shut down. Fit Like, not emotionally. I mean, I guess emotionally, but like I'm never super emotive to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, but like just knowing people looked at me and said, I've got it covered because like my dad passed away in Ohio. We're in Georgia. It was oh, yeah. just a lot of like complicated. Where will we hold the funeral? Where will we do the things like back mm-hmm. and forth, back and forth. And I just had people who looked at me and said, I've got this covered. I'm not, you don't have to worry about the X, Y, Z. Yeah. And like, just to take that, physical burden off because they couldn't take the emotional or the psychological burden away but they could go i've got your kids i've got your food here's you know a doordash order or whatever and i didn't have to like deal with all of the minutia of everyday life which Mm -hmm. is huge Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. and i think um you know i don't know for for me and you um, Kristen, I'm, I'm pointing. <laughs> no one can see. For you and I, Kristen, um, you know, we get phone calls. Mm-hmm. We get a phone call that tells us right that our parents gone. Um, you know, so there's a whole other wave of response. I mean, I I remember getting the call and I was standing. <laughs> um, you know, Josh, like you said, whenever you got the message, you know, call me. You were mm-hmm. like, oh. I rem- it was a Monday night when I got the call. I was watching Dancing with the Stars, just because it was on, yeah. And Mallory was asleep. She was four, so she was in bed. Drew was in the other room on the computer. I had a missed call from my sister. And it was like, 
10.30 our time. I think I was replaying it on DVR mm-hmm. or whatever. So, um, and I hit pause and I saw the missed call and I'm calling her back. And I said to Drew, this, th- this is, this is probably not good. Mm-hmm. Like there's really no, and sure enough, she told me mm-hmm. and, 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 and I dropped, you know, in the kitchen floor and just dropped yeah. and, and it was just, you know, very upset. And, and that's a different, you know, in getting a phone call, like there's no, there's a, so there's just things left undone. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. things left unsaid. There are things left, um, you know, my mom didn't have a will and she didn't have, and thankfully me and my siblings, it was not a problem. My brother-in-law's an attorney, you know, there were no bickering. There was no stuff like that. Praise the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but there were just, and those are like the, those are like the legal things that were left undone. But there were things I wish that I could have said to my mom, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know, um, and I didn't have that that opportunity. Mm-hmm. And a, that's a different kind of being with your parent as they slip from this reality, yeah, into mm-hmm. eternity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what is that? I mean, you know. So I know that was different, Josh, than, than what, and, and it's like, what would you prefer? I don't know. Like, would you, <laughs> I don't think there is a better option. I mean, you Cause, know, cause everyone has said, well, at least you, at least you got to talk to him and all that stuff. And I'm like, yeah, but I got to mourn my dad for two months before he passed, mm-hmm. which is a different, that's yeah. a whole other thing. Yeah. And, and now I get, now I'm doing the morning <laughs> that he's passed. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah, there's no there, there there's no, no good better. choice. There's yeah. no one is better than the, to get a phone call that they're yeah. gone or to be like, okay, I have I'm, X amount of time to right make my peace with this. If mm-hmm. you want to use a terrible phrasing, you know, it there's no there's no better option. Yeah. They both really suck. Yeah, yeah. You know, as a as the child of you know losing a parent, um, which is a different, you know, we, there's other kind of grief, you know, losing the spouse, ugh, losing child. Um, but, but having a parent go and you know, eventually, okay, they're, they're going to most likely we're going to be the ones to say goodbye. Mm-hmm. But I, I didn't spend any time pondering that prior to my mom going. It wasn't like, I was like, one day we're going to bury, you know, like it, it's not like you're pre- you're not prepared, even mm-hmm. though it's like I guess mentally you know you know it's going to happen. Right. It's an inevitable yeah thing yeah. And see, I'd actually had I have thought about that a lot because my like uh, my grandfather, mm-hmm. I never knew him well, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I was always like I'd prepared myself for his death at a very young age, so I never became attached. Oh wow! Oh. Um, and then, and I didn't realize that's, that's what I was doing, but. Looking back right. on it, that's mm-hmm. exactly what yeah. I did. I was like, I didn't want to be around him because I didn't want to lose him. Mm-hmm. Or I didn't want to lose someone I love. But then because of everything he went through, and I knew my parents were, um, my mom is screaming that I'm talking about them smoking. <laughs> but um, My mom smoked. My dad smoked. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway. There we go. But um, them smoking, um, I've always known that there was going to, it was going to come earlier than later. Mm. And so like every time, like my dad had a huge heart attack mm-hmm. about 10 years ago. Um, and I, that one, I would, that was what I was prepared for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that would have been not okay, but that was like, I've a, already thought that yeah. one. Right. You thought, thought that through. process through. Um, mm-hmm. And then my mom had her heart attack three years ago at this point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'd already thought that through. Mm-hmm. But then to do it a completely different of course it happens in a way I didn't think of. But um, I'd already kind of had that notion that it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. And even though I had that thought process... It didn't make it any easier. No. Yeah. It no, didn't. it doesn't. I mean, I grew up in a family where, I, I don't mean to say we're morose. We weren't like the Adams family. But, like, people talked about death like it was just another part of life. So, mm-hmm. like, I always kind of, like, 
had these conversations and like heard these conversations and knew that this was going to happen. And, you know, when I die, I want this. And when I don't, when I do, I don't want this. And so it just, for me, I've always kind of like you said, you, you know, you never really thought about it. I've always kind of like just had that in the back of my head that yes, yeah. my grandparents will die. Yes. My parents will die. You know, and not so much my spouse and my kids. That's not, I didn't really process that, but as like, I, it was just kind of a natural part of life. They discussed death when it happened and it was just a very fluid, normal part of my childhood. I guess that sounds really weird, but no, I'm sure you I, were pretty normal. I mean, that, <laughs> Oh yeah. I mean, that's how it was for my, is for my family. I mean, mm-hmm. there's only family reunions when there's a funeral. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's just, I think the reality of getting older. Uh, yeah. 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 You know, you know, when you think, um, this is one thing I've definitely noticed. Um, when, because I had Mallory later in, in my life, um, there are so many things that I wish I could ask my mom. Cause of course my dad is clueless. <laughs> Um, just about just you know about having a daughter and and the phases that Mallory's going through like did mm-hmm. I do this did I do that did I act like sweat? whatever because he he wouldn't he would be like I don't, well, I don't know but um I miss that and that's you know when you lose a parent you you lose the past mm-hmm. you lose a, a link to a past you lose stories mm-hmm. and things mm-hmm. that you're never going to be able to mm-hmm. retell completely yeah. you know yeah. i mean when i visit my dad now who's 78 you know he'll pull out some story and i'm like how did i not know this story <laughs> you know josh i really appreciated one of the appreciate i don't know if that's the right word but loved one of the pictures that you posted of you and your dad working on your dining room table yep. which mm-hmm. was actually the image that we used for the at the table series yep um and and I saw that picture and I just I really last night I looked at it for several moments and I thought that table now has so much more significance mm-hmm. than before and just the time that you got to spend with your dad just building that and I'm sure some of it was just mundane stuff but just like it's not I don't know it just seems really special and I was just thinking about that for you and like wow there's so much probably mm-hmm story and stuff yeah. y'all exchanged um so he's built several things that are in my house mm-hmm. um he built a cradle yeah. for adeline when she was born wow so, that's cool so there's that's a cradle awesome. that adeline and caroline were both in hmm. not very long because yeah you could get you know handmade cradles and babies it's kind of weird <laughs> because arms can get stuck and stuff yes. like that yeah. so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, but they they both slept in them. Um, he it he's built the coffee table and the end tables in my living room. Yes, mm-hmm. and then, I remember seeing the the first time I was at your place. I think it was after Adeline was born, or mm-hmm. I was over there, and I thought, oh, this is not. You're like nice, and you're like, yeah, my dad built that. Yeah. I was yeah. like, okay. And then the dining room table. Um, the dining room table was the only thing I've helped him with. Mm, cool, cool. That's period. Like, and Dad is a great woodworker. And that is the first time I've ever helped him with anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's pretty special for me. And then probably the biggest thing is that I get to finish his last project. Which mm. is? He was building um, Adeline and Caroline toy boxes. Oh. Yeah. And he he just didn't get to finish. We were hoping he'd get enough strength so, so mm-hmm. we could do it together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'll get I'll get to finish his last project for yes. him. Yes. And then... That's the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that that's that's going to be beautiful. And and what your daughters are going to receive from that, of course, is of course they're going to be stoked mm-hmm. that it's a toy box now. Right. But when they are older. Yeah. Um, yeah. and that you know, and I don't know, Kristen, with you, and it might be a little bit different because you did have a little bit rockier mm-hmm. relationship. But one of the things that I. And I don't know if I purposely was intentional about it, but I have been intentional from the, I mean, from once, you know, my mom passed, but I've always with Mallory, I've been like, you know, Nana really loved this Mm -hmm. or this is, and I'll tell her, like, I wish I had, um, as a younger person, I wish, I I don't think I was very kind to my mom and I regret that. Mm -hmm. Like, I've been very intentional about talking because I want her to know who my mom is mm-hmm. or who my mom was. Um, but, uh, yeah. And I wanted her to know that was a significant relationship. Um, 
and that's something I've tried to do. And I know you're going to have the, you know, like you said, how Adeline was like, I hate it that it's going to, I'm going to have to wait to see him. Like yeah. you're already mm-hmm. having these conversations that mm-hmm. are in most part, you're going to, you are going to, you and Kara are going to build the memory that, yeah. that your girls have mm-hmm. of your dad. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, you know, it can be a really beautiful thing, yeah. you know? And yeah. And that's not something my kids have. So that's another part of that grief that I had to like, that I say like I've completed it that I'm still like working through my kids always we will always yeah. a lot of that like here are the good memories I had of grandpa there are a few but mm-hmm. most of our relationship was pretty rocky so there was not a lot so like it's hey here's a really old picture of grandpa when he was your age you know look you guys look alike <laughs> or tell the story that you sent they do I sent a picture not long ago of my dad in the sixth grade and I said who is this a picture of and I didn't give her any And up context. until this point, you look at Grant Bembry and you look at Ross Bembry and you're like, and oh, like, yeah. They are that's, twins. There's that's a pi- father, son. There's a picture on my Instagram if you go back far enough and it's Ross and Grant in the same outfit and I'm like, who wore it better kind of thing. So I have always thought that Ross and Grant were identical twins. But this picture of my dad in the sixth grade, I sent it to Shannon and I go, who is this picture? She goes, I don't know, but I'm pretty sure it's Grant Bembry's twin. <laughs> and she goes, is it Ross? And I was like, no, it's not Ross. That's my dad. And I have never looked at them like that. So that was a really interesting comparison to have. And, yeah. you know, another good thing that I have to remember about my dad versus, you know, mm-hmm. the rough stuff that I, yeah, you know, yeah, that we have a lot of. Yeah. Hmm. Um, so this is one of the things you know when we when our parent goes we do lose a we lose a link to the past Mm -hmm. so and so there's a responsibility that we have with our children to keep that connected somehow Mm -hmm. you know like the bedroom suit you know i love the fact that your father's made so many Mm -hmm. pieces of the furniture that you have um you know i have things in my house that were my mom's like heirloom things Mm -hmm. and then like there's a there's a table in our living room, a side table that she refinished. And I remember she did this like in her fifties and my mom was never like growing up. She was not a, I'm going to do a craft thing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go redo a thing or paint a thing. That was never her deal. She really kind of embraced that later in life. And so I remember when I first, she was like, look at this table I redid. And I remember it was just like this really ugly olive green that, which now is popular again, but for a long time was not. (laughs) And she had stripped that thing and it was just beautiful wood. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, that's, my mom's kind of cool. You know, like, wow, she did that. And so now I have that. And so I'm like, my mom Mm -hmm. refinished that. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, so when I point out stuff that I've refinished, because that's something I like to do, I'm like, my mom did that. Mm -hmm. And so that's something I want Mallory to know. Mm-hmm. You know, so we have this this opportunity or responsibility to have a link to the past, and it's, it might be easier than mm-hmm. than others. But um, but then you know when you do talk about things like uh, lose uh, for those who've lost a spouse um, or a good friend, you know, it's like that's you're dealing with the present, you're dealing like with right now, and then oh, I I know I keep saying that, but like for, for those who have lost a child, that there is a you're losing the future. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that is definitely the what ifs. And, and I know how incredibly, I don't know how incredibly difficult that would be. Um, but I do want to say this, and this is where I guess I kind of want to bring it around to our faith and where we are. Cause this is the one sixty seven, right, Josh. Yep. Um, is that, um, there's, there's much more language in the scriptures about nevertheless, or, um, you know, what, what's your tattoo say, Kristen? Uh, but if not, but if not, right. So it's like, you know what, not, not what if, but it's like, how about, um, if God's going to be faithful regardless, nevertheless, you know, these, there are things life occurs. Unfortunately, Josh, there are the flippant things like, well, it was going to happen eventually, you know, those kind of comments or things or not that that's been said to you. I pray it hasn't, but no. Um, but mentality, I guess, is what many have. It's like, no, nevertheless, even when, let's make it more, bring it home a little bit closer. Josh, you being uh, so uh, transparent and like, uh, my faith is just kind of not, I don't know if pause was the right word, but just kind of like there without investment. Yeah. Is that? Yeah. Um, nevertheless, God is still faithful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nevertheless, God, like when we find ourselves in a place of grief, when 
we do ask questions. Why? When it's sudden, when it's painful. And, and this, this goes beyond the, the death of someone we love. Um, you know, the nevertheless part is the part that it's not based on my faith. I don't have a nevertheless viewpoint of who God is based on my faith. I do not because that's that's not going very far. Mm-hmm. Right. The nevertheless is what it's what God has given. Like it's it's the hope and the promise that I have in him mm-hmm. that makes that something that I can I can hold on to, you know, mm-hmm. that anchor. Um we're talking uh we'll probably talk about this in our next episode, but that, um so we're starting a new series called At the Cross. Yeah. And you know, when we think about the cross, we're like, oh, yeah, that's Christianity, but that wasn't always the symbol. Of, it wasn't embraced until hundreds of years later, actually, that the cross was a symbol that Christians grabbed a hold of. And actually, one of there were several different symbols used um, to signify Christianity, and one of them was an, an anchor, anchor, especially in the, not, even before Christianity. Um, and it's like that's that's the nevertheless, that's the hope, that's the that's the standard, that's where we're held, um, right? We will continue and it's like what what do we do in that grief how do we continue in that grief um and i just i don't know i hope if anything like i said at the very outset was that people know that they're not alone in their grief um that we grieve differently um we we have loss uh everyone's story's a little bit different um but even so um we can lift each other up, find strength and purpose in one another as the body of Christ. I think that's imperative to be talking mm-hmm. about, you know. Um, I don't know. Is there anything else you guys want to add as we kind of kind of wrap this time up together? Um, you know, I don't, I, I had notes, but they're whatever. They're, <laughs> it's like, as usual. Like, well, yes. I will say this. This is very practical because that's just mm-hmm. who I am. Um, if you have everyone has wishes for when they pass away, whatever it looks like, please, please, please write them down. (laughs) We had a lot of conflict when my dad passed away about what we should and shouldn't do and what his wishes were and what they weren't. And my dad had none of that written down because my dad was 56 years old, 55, 57, 57 years old. He, he wasn't planning on, you know, dying anytime anytime soon. soon. So, you know, we had thoughts, his wife had thoughts, but please write them down somewhere. Tell somebody, put them in writing so that when the time comes, you can be like, this is what my mom wanted or this right. is what my dad wanted. And I know that because they wrote it down. So mm-hmm. please, I know it's a hard thing to do and to think about and all of that. Mm-hmm. But take a minute and write it yeah. down. Yeah. It, will, it will be a gift to your family when you it do will go. be. You're right. It will be. And me and my sister strong armed daddy into doing that to where we finished <laughs> two weeks before he mm. passed mm-hmm. but he is going to get everything he asked everything for he wanted because he filled it out and there's no like but gary like this kind of stuff and then his sister going well he liked this kind of stuff or a cousin thank that you he for your opinion but this is what gary right. wished this is for what he wrote down this is what he wrote down this is what's this happening. Is what we're going to do yeah. i understand you like roses and not yeah. daffodils yeah. well i'm glad and i'm glad that you had that opportunity mm-hmm. josh because yeah. that you know, in the middle of grief and we're not going to go into, you know, you talk about the minutia and mm-hmm. who, where, when, and what there's, there's so much that comes at you. Which, well, that's a different podcast. That is a different <laughs> podcast is dealing with what comes whenever all this, but I want I do want to share this, um, with y'all, uh, from, from my notes, you know, we, <laughs> the very, very well known, I think it's probably, in a lot of your books, um, you know, of what's your favorite Bible verse or, you know, at homecoming when they're like, and they go to this youth group and this is their favorite Bible verse. But Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, it is so, you know, when we talk about our link to the past and our present and the future and as far as grief and what does that look like, but, you know, God's word tells us that he has like, he has all this, you know, you can talk about, I have plans for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you. And, and, and we can get into the whole conversation of, well, well, this harmed me. You know, this didn't mm-hmm. feel good or this brought me pain or why do bad things happen to good people? That's because you know? we don't have the correct definition of harm mm-hmm. of what God's talking about. There you go. But he, but the, the hope in this, in this verse is that, that 
in 2011, I know the plans I have for you is he's got this. He's mm-hmm. got this. And there are times, and Josh, I'm so appreciative of your transparency because just because you don't find yourself, uh, you know, on your knees praying, um, or, you know, posting left and right of, of your, your faith in this moment, you know, or you know how a lot of people can respond to stuff. Um, he still has you, my friend. Yep. Mm-hmm. He's had you this whole time. He has your dad. Like, he's not left you. He didn't, you know, Gary didn't get a, a diagnosis and then God kind of, and drop him and be like, and I'm done. Like, mm-hmm. no, that's, and, and so I want anyone to hear that and understand that and mm-hmm. find a little bit of um, comfort in knowing that God doesn't leave us. He does not drop us. That is a human mm-hmm. response when we freak out. That's not how God works. Right. Um, he has not left us. Um, and in First Thessalonians chapter four, um, it just there's this. You talk about grief, and it is an experience. Like it's an experience common to every single one of us. We will all. If you have not already, you we will lose someone. We will lose someone, and um, we all grieve. But but not everyone can grieve with hope. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my my hope is that, um, like Paul, he he was grieving for the people of his day. He he was grieving with them and for them, in, for the church in Thessalonica, and that you would have a. a you would grieve with a sense of hope for the life that's beyond this moment, this circumstance. Um, cause e- you know, even in life and in death, we belong to God and that's just something mm-hmm. that we can hold on to, you know, and that's yeah. a, that's a wonderful promise. So, um, yeah. Um, Josh, uh, you know your your church family loves you. We've been we pray for you, and Thank you. Um, you know, as, of course, your staff as friends. We've been mm-hmm. we've been praying with you, and and uh, we're here with you, of course. And um, we're like I said at the beginning, we're now part of a club that you don't want to be a part Nobody of. Wants but to. but um, it, it's it's where we find ourselves today. Yeah. Um, I pray that today's episode has been. Um, uh, I know it's been a little somber, but just having just. You know, like I said, we had notes. Did we look at our notes at all? No. 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 Um, just for us to have just real conversation mm-hmm. about this, um, I pray is this is the one sixty seven friends. This mm-hmm. is this is the the life of believers talking about what's going on in, in our lives and in the lives of the people we love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and um, I, I pray that it's been a, somewhat of an encouragement to you and maybe something you can share with someone else. Yeah. You're not alone. And uh, we're all in this together. I'm going to pray for us. Well, before, uh, Josh, we, before yeah. we do that, I, I, there's two things I want to say. Um, if, if, you, if you can get to a place where you can trust God and not know what's going to happen in the midst of what could be a dark moment in your life, mm it actually is a lot more freeing than you expect it to be. (laughs) And I'm just like, as of yesterday, I'm starting to feel that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then also I want to plug community one more time, church community one more Mm -hmm. time. And it's not something that Shannon has in my contract that I have to say community, community, community (laughs) 15 (laughs) times to get my salary. But this is what community's been and doc faith community's been taught to me my entire life mm-hmm. well before I knew Shannon well before I, I knew the porch community church because um, my parents are st- still a part of the church that I grew up in mm-hmm. and f- five ladies from the church were there to be with my mama within hours after dad passing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you can talk about work buddies and, and people like that, but your church community has your entire being in their best interest 
and that is the only community that does that. Mm. Mm. And I'm glad that, um, thank you for sharing that because I think that is something I have seen and it's probably because it's the role that we're in as people on church staff. Mm -hmm. We hear from people who are like, oh, the church has been so wonderful. You don't always see that or hear that, but it's not so, you know, and, and people say the church and that could mean two people. It could mean 20 people. It could mean 14 casseroles or, you know, one meal, but it's, it's the evidence of the body of Christ mm-hmm. coming alongside people and saying, we're here with you. Yeah. You're not yeah. alone. Yeah. And you know, also, um, they're fantastic when you need them the most at, at the dire situations. Mm-hmm. They're just as good, if not better when you're there regularly plugged in with them. Mm. Mm-hmm. And and that is the biggest thing, is that they're not just there when you need them. They're there for anything and everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing that um, my parents had that they instilled in me that I have, is that your family is your family, but your faith family is family too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that is important. And that is important to me, and and hopefully I'm instilling it into my girls. I think so. I believe so. It seems so. It seems so. Well, um, I'm very glad you said that, and there's just this part of me that's screaming like, yes, this is why it's important. Like, when we talk about community, it's not like a, we've got to meet a quota to say the word for the month. It it re- It's real, and mm-hmm. this is as real as it gets as far as the the importance of our community. Yeah. So. yeah. Well, um, we hope that this has been helpful f- for you all. Um, thank you, Kristen and Josh, for engaging in this conversation. Absolutely. And um, we look forward to uh, seeing you all Sunday in worship and talking to you again on this podcast. I hope that uh, the 167 is something that you're leaning into this week. And we'll see you in 168 on Sunday. See you. Bye. See you. Bye. 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 You've been listening to the 167 Podcast. Join us next time for more insights to inspire, challenge, and encourage to help you live into the remaining 167 hours of your week.